Hi everyone, this is Steve Bowes. Recently, the HR Happy Hour and H3HR Advisors team attended the iSolve Connect conference in Nashville, Tennessee. At the event, we sat down with several iSolve leaders and iSolve customers to talk about some of the most important topics, issues, and trends in the world of work, HCM technology, and more. This episode is a part of that series recorded at the event, and we're excited to share them with you. Thanks to our friends at iSolve, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the HR Happy Hour. You are here with Trish and Karen Steed. How are you, Karen? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I like having you as a co-host. This is a lot of fun. I don't know if I miss Steve Bowes at all. No, not at all. You know who probably does miss Steve Bowes, though? Not that she doesn't like you. It's it's our current guest. We have Ms. Lena Tong, <laughs> who is the Senior Vice President of Marketing here at ISOL. Lena, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks so, for having me. Before you tell us a little about, about yourself, do you miss Steve Bowes being I here? do. <laughs> we were talking about Steve last night. <laughs> so we um, were saying that we're getting to know Steve through the podcast, and the more the more we listen to him, the more we want to know about him and what he's up to. I love that you're saying this. He's going to hear this. He will hear this. So like, we need to. Like, so maybe I need to hold back a little more. <laughs> I, I'm just throwing it all out there. Right? Everything that sticks against Like, what's off. Steve up to this week? Uh, we don't know. We but don't maybe Trish will ask him. <laughs> I love it. Well, Lena, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your role at ISOL? Yeah, so I've uh, been with ISOL for over a decade, which kind of ages me a little bit. But um, very uncommon for someone to be in my position and be in a company for this long, especially in software. But over a decade, I uh, kind of transfer around very different areas within the company and um, always exposed to marketing, very passionate about sales and marketing. And um, senior vice president building a team in the last few years that has grown over 70%. Uh, work really, really closely with HR, so knowing that it is the industry that we serve and care about, but also on our day-to-day Internally at ISO, we build a pretty strong relationship with our own HR team. I would say that I don't go, I don't think I go a week without speaking to Amy Mosher um, about one thing or the other. And we've like, we have a lot of similarities in how we want to do things and help HR and empower them through marketing. So, yeah. So I think that's really interesting, and that's really what we wanted to cover in today's conversation is that link that needs to exist between HR and marketing if it doesn't currently. When I think back over my you know, 17, 18-year career in HR as a practitioner, there were definitely the first 10 years, no link, well, no link whatsoever with marketing. Um, wound up doing it only because I worked in a PR firm after that, so then I felt this really strong link did that in my next two jobs. But then my last job that I had as a practitioner, I like fought tooth and nail to get our head of marketing to partner with me because he didn't see the link. So for anyone listening, whether they're in human resources or maybe they're in marketing, can you talk a little bit about why that's a valuable link to have? Why should we be thinking about that? Yeah, so it's interesting what you said because we hear that a lot from HR professionals. We've been on the road uh, with our roaches for three and a half months now. We're on number 18. And this is a common topic for them. They're like, it's great why, you know, like if you, if you ask them, like, you know, how, what is your relationship with marketing? It's great. But once I go back to get marketing to help me, I don't know how to do that. 
So that's when we start getting deep into research and do does HR really benefit from marketing and can marketing really benefit from HR? And what we ended up with, so we did run a study where HR actually said, more than half of them said, we, we need to partner with marketing. But the reason they were saying initially was creativity. So I need something okay. from marketing, okay. uh, something creative, something more than what I'm able to provide. But I think it's deeper than that. To me, it's, it's, it's culture. Uh, marketing is exposing the culture internally and externally. And I think that's part of the secret sauce because the HR is so attached to the employee, to the employee experience. And, and that leads into the whole loophole of who, who owns the employee experience. And right. the biggest question is whether marketing should own part of that. And I said, absolutely. Absolutely. I think HR will be probably always the driver because they're so close to the employee. But I think it's a cross-functional. I think customer success should have some of that. I think IT, for example, should have a play on that, being cross-functional and attached to the HR team is what makes them today successful. We try it out. We have done it with Amy for about two years. And she will probably say, that the culture has been more vibrant because and more powerful because of our partnership. You know, I love that, that vibrancy and, and power that comes along with that. Um, one of the, I guess, you know, it's not from a study, just more from personal experience, was that there was always a little bit of a pushback for me because I, w I wanted it from a consistency standpoint mm -hmm. too. It's not that I wanted something for marketing, I just wanted to be a more consistent approach like you're saying, to culture, both internally and externally. Um, they had a fear of any legal repercussions, getting involved in some sort of legal uh, issues. Have you had that come up? Is that anything? That it came up actually in one of my conversations, and um, whether legal, you know, is kind of stopping things from evolving. And, I mean, only one conversation I had where legal was a play, but... When we, when I look at it from the ISO perspective, we actually have a partnership with legal. So from the marketing side, we are very aligned on how we write externally, how we're going to, how we sound, and it all comes back to brand. So um, I think you've experienced it a little bit here, the, the brand from the inside out. Right. So I always say, like, if we can leave the brand internally as employees, like, I think when we go out and when we're speaking with analysts or press, customers, partners, then we're going to breathe that same brand out. When you look at back in the day, we used to create a brand. If I could do it all over again, we used to create a brand, an external brand and an internal brand. Right. And how confusing was that? For HR, you are in charge of internal brand, and then you, marketing, you're in charge of external brand. But we don't talk to each other. Right. <laughs> there was no... Sometimes there was consistency, but it was yeah. more unintentional right? yeah. or just accidental. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, yeah, it's a big deal. I think, too, I mean, Karen, I don't know if you've seen this in, in sort of your career as well, but do you find that it's, like, helpful when you're seeing sort of both sides working together? Oh, definitely. I mean, just really even just being here and kind of seeing it from 
the customer perspective and all levels of the executives that we've been talking with, like you said, the internal kind of matching that external branding, you can tell that there's uh, goals that are just aligned. And it, it seems like there's, there's one, um, one way of thinking. So you feel uh, the sense of community like all across the board. So I mean, I just, it really is. It's, it's sometimes it's you're um, sitting within an organization where you're, you're getting more of the just pieces of things you know it's like you get a little bit from over here and a little bit from over here but they're not necessarily um have that synergy together and it's just i think it's more powerful the way that you're doing that yeah Yeah. it's easy to say it i think like that's what we were finding it's easy to say well i'm gonna go partner with hr and hr can partner with us but what we found is that if we don't have goals attached to each other because you hit on goals Mm -hmm. That's when you have a hard time to touch on your point on how do I get marketing to help me? Because they just help me with this, but are they going to be consistently partnering with me? So what we did internally, it works really well. And I was just talking to a couple of our customers because they were at the roadshow and they're here. And they're like, they said they went back and they set up goals for marketing too. And I said, how great is that? They do work. And she goes, absolutely. Because every month, they report on the goals that are attached to HR. So I think that's another key element. If you, within the marketing team, because normally a marketing team will tend to say, oh, we're slow, right, right. <laughs> really busy. We <laughs> can't help you. Is it like that creative thing that we can do for right. you? But it's bigger than that. It's the brand, it's how we talk, how we sound. And now that there's goals aligned, so every quarter we report that way. I mean, with Amy, we go as far as building budget together. Uh, and we share some of our budget. So if it's going to touch employees, if it's going right. to touch this, and I say, well, you take half, I take half. So cross-functional budget building and goals, I think it's critical to make that work. What do you think is the risk for organizations that continue not to have that link? They are going to get stuck because when you look at the future of work, So the way we've changed, the way we're all working, the way we collaborate, the way we assess what we're doing, um, it's much more meaningful today. So if you're not making that connection between HR and marketing and that message and that brand and that feeling of belonging from like the employee Mm -hmm. experience, so how do I feel as an employee? How am I part of this? And if there's not that connection, HR has to bring a big part of this and marketing will help like amplify that. If that connection is not made, I just think if you're trying to grow, it's not going to be there. Um, it's one thing and then you have that confusion of like of the belonging of the employees. We see, you know, how they're jumping from job to job and how do you retain them? Feeling part of it's a major retention driver. Um, so I think they will struggle with retention. Yeah, I agree with you. I wonder too, I think, you know, when I think back to my career, when I first started sort of partnering with marketing or internal communications, depending on what you call it in your organization, there was hesitancy on both sides. Um, but it's such a valuable training resource too. So for me, we're I was much more focused at the time as an HR leader around compliance and everything was driven by that. And I wasn't always the best at maybe creatively phrasing and wording things in a way that would be 
attractive to yes. employees, right? And so I think that when you when you partner with your marketing team, you're really relying on their expertise and their specific training. And whether that's been through a college degree program or whatever, right? Any sort of creative writing they do, and just it's a it brings a different tone to the employee communications that you put out. Because one of the things that, that I hear all the time still is that, you know, HR puts out a lot of communications throughout mm-hmm. the year from things like benefits or just mandatory training or things that seem very routine or warnings or you name it, right? Yeah. Legal things that have put out. Um, it all gets lost in email. And I think when you start to partner with marketing, you bring in the creativity in a very different way because HR can be, not that we're not creative people, we be creative <laughs> people, but I'm just saying, like, I think... Sometimes HR, right? But sometimes <laughs> I think in HR you can get very into the um, compliance aspect mm-hmm. of the role, which is a must. Having that outside perspective from your marketing team, just adding that little bit of flair, if you will, to it. Have you seen that here? I mean, now yes. you've got a very creative CHRO, Amy Mosher is <laughs> like, but how does that she work? is. But it's also I think HR is very direct. And I think that's what I appreciate about HR so much. Because what they're trying to say to the employee is like, this this is what I want to tell you. And this is what you need to do about it. And employees, their sense of belonging, how they will absorb things. Like, okay, well, how can we creatively transfer that to them? And I think that's when marketing comes in. So you're right. Amy Mosher is a very creative um, chief people officer. She really is. But there's so many times that we sit together and Amy says, this is this is what we want the message to be right. overall. And like, that's all she needs to say. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, like, I'm seriously having like an epiphany as you're saying this. Like, I'm saying thing like, yes, I'm very direct. I would have been like, employees, here's what you need to do. Yeah. This is it. This is, I'm telling you, if you don't do this, you're going to get fired. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, I hate to say that, but there's a lot of times where we do feel like, and not everything has to be that direct, right? You have to have a little finesse to it. You have to. Yeah, but you still have to get the message out there because that's what Amy mm-hmm. would say. At the end of the day, we're return to office message. Like, right. that's, you know, critical. It's important. How do we... How do we not impact the culture, but make it also by our research, but what we talk together, mm-hmm. make it not only attractive to employees, but also, you know, tell them our personal experience, why this could be good for them and what that looks like. Because return to office is such a big topic for HR leaders right now. They're all doing it so differently. Right. And um, getting that message out there creatively, it's so, so important. But I do think HR tends to be very direct, very matter-of-fact. I, I like, truly how about feel like we... you just gave me therapy. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I've never in my career thought of it like that. That's amazing. Um, I want to ask a little bit about how do the different generations impact the way that you're taking the message to the employees or even to a client um, or does it right I, I think there's different schools of thought on that like what's your personal approach to that here at ISOP it does oh my gosh like the so the the you know so he, talking about talent acquisition and retaining employees and knowing that Gen Z has arrived they want the VP role Today, they, they just, just go right, right to the top. But also, I'm leaving soon. Like, <laughs> I'm leaving. What do you think would happen if we just gave it to them? 
I don't know. <laughs> That's a really good question. But also, that? they're also very good, interesting generation. So, you know, once we start looking at the research and what was showing, so every one and a half years, they're saying they're bumping from... Um, from company to company, and um, I've gotten to spend a lot of time with our account managers, which many of them are Gen Z, and there are such values in them, and there's a lot of drive inside. Mm-hmm. I think Gen Z that you know they want to rule the world too. Right. They almost remind me from a chart, like they want to be so direct about how they want to rule the world. Mm-hmm. But then we look at it at, at a different generation level, and we say, well, wait a second. <laughs> got to do the work before you get there or you got to show results before you get there. So I think for us when we're transferring information over to employees, we look at like what are we looking at? What what is our we always start at the end with it. It's like what is the final message? It's your idea to oh my gosh, we were just talking about it at dinner with one of our customers last night. She said my cuz she's like I went out with my return to office and it got it didn't go well for her. Mm-hmm. And she said, so I had to kind of pull it back. And she, so I'm like, so how did you do it? Did you do it at like a town hall? And she's like, I did it through an email. <laughs> yeah. And the final goal was to bring them back slowly. But right. what they perceived, mostly Gen Z, she said, they perceived was, you are required to be back to work no matter what. If not, like, find another job. <laughs> Right, right. So, yeah. That's what they heard. There's often a disconnect in communications. And I think, too, for anyone who might not appreciate the vibrancy and flavor that a marketing team can bring to your message, I think that's one of the things, right? It's that nuanced sort of conversational approach. And if you are more direct, I feel like that just changed my whole life. Seriously, I'm still like, but, but you're right. Just because something may be true or factual doesn't mean you have to just blurt it yeah. out there. Even and sometimes we do that as as I'll speak as a Gen Xer because we've been in business a long time. We're busy. It's just like get this message out, right? Yeah. Just get it out there, get it out. and it doesn't have to be like ripping off a bandaid, right? It, it just be a little more gentle and nuanced mm-hmm. and over time. Maybe, right? Yeah, and how are we always thinking? So if we're looking at our customers, how are we looking at what do our customers need and want, which is so important to us. But you can't leave the employee behind component and thinking, well, what do they need? What are they going to receive on the message? You know, what generation are they? I love the way we did it internally at iSolved because we actually pulled in the senior leadership. And every head of department knows their team very, very well. Right. So we got all heads of departments and we released return to the office through them with them. So there were more conversations, there were more that's it wasn't like yeah, communication, blah blah blah. And we feel that media approach too. It wasn't just an email. It was that combination Mm -hmm. probably of both written, verbal meetings. Once a week. We have a touch base. How are your employees feeling about it? How are they? And even Amy made adjustments to it based on the feedback that we brought back. And, you know, there was also actually some surprising feedback that was, you know, employees were like, yeah, we're so happy. I'm like, oh, yay, yes. Well, and that's true too, right? Celebrating the wins that you got when you are communicating a message in a very consistent, compassionate way, right? 
that people are hurt. And they feel cared for. Yeah. Imagine that. Who knew marketing would care for your employees? <laughs> Who you <know>? knew that? <laughs> We've been here all along. <laughs> We've been here all along. Lena, thank you so much for joining Karen and I and for sharing some so insights. Like I said, I've learned I've in learned the conversation. <laughs> I definitely think. And that's a good example of it, right? So go reach out. If you're an HR professional listening to this, please go reach out to your marketing team. And vice versa, if you're in marketing, you're hearing this, please go reach out to your HR person because I think you really could, just as yes. we've demonstrated, not even intentionally, right, in yes. the conversation, you really are approaching maybe communications in a very different way. Yeah. And you could both benefit. So. Yeah. And build some goals. Build some goals. And build marketing. goals. Yes. Good. Well, where can people find you? I know we're going to share, obviously, the, the link to iSolved, but... Where should they connect with you on LinkedIn? LinkedIn Twitter, is the best you? way. Okay. LinkedIn is the best way to connect with me. I'm always on LinkedIn. That's how I build okay. a lot of my connections. So, yeah, I'll meet them there. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, Karen, another interesting show. I feel like I've learned a lot. I'm going to change a lot of what I'm doing, I think, here. Right? Absolutely. That's, I'm learning a lot about you. I know. I feel like I'm we did. Lena's like my therapist now. She's I need you to open up here. Gosh. But isn't that the point? Right, that you meet people who have different perspective and then they help you sort of um, grow. Um, yeah, very far into my career. I can still grow. <laughs> Old dog new tricks. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. Thank you so much.